0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast. I'm your host, Danielle, and this is episode 33 Top 10 Tips for Walt Disney World Newbies. <music> everyone thanks so much for being here today I am sharing my top 10 tips for that Disney first timer or again that's where this podcast is geared a first timer or someone who just hasn't been in a while so if that's you hopefully these tips can help you out or if you're just returning um, maybe these will remind you of a few things that you want to kind of put in the back of your brain before you go so these are just kind of off the cuffs things that came into my brain that I want to share with you that hopefully can make your trip a little bit more enjoyable. All right, the first one, and this really goes for those who have never, ever been, Disney World is big. Um, so... My backstory, if you haven't listened to other episodes, first time I went to Walt Disney World, I was probably about 12. My mom took me and my sister solo, just the three of us, um, and we live in like the Middle Tennessee area. And so there is a city over in East Tennessee called Gatlinburg, where we always would go in the fall as kids growing up. You go to Gatlinburg, you stay in a cabin, you walk around the little downtown strip and go to the different shops and few little attractions they have. So when my mom first took us to Walt Disney World, she says she really thought it was going to be kind of like Gatlinburg, just with the walkability. Like she assumed anywhere we needed to go, we would just walk from our hotel and get over there. Y'all, that is 1000% not the case. So if you have never been to Walt Disney World, like please pull up a map of the property. Um, Not that you're going to need to be navigating GPS the whole time you're there. If you're staying on Disney property, there are buses and other modes of transportation that will get you where you want to go. You can listen back to an old episode called Getting Around in Walt Disney World uh, that'll give you all those options. Boats, buses, monorails, all the things. But I say that to let you know that there is going to be time spent getting from point A to point B. Um, So you're not just going to hop in your car and drive to the theme park and be there parked and at the front gate in five minutes unless you're staying right beside one of the Walt Disney World theme parks. So again you don't need to know your way around the whole place. You can use Disney transportation and not have to worry about that but just know if you're you know in a park and you make a dining reservation for a resort you're probably not going to get over there in like three minutes. So give yourself time um, with your day daily plans with your transportation to make sure that you can get where you need to go um, in a timely manner. And I would say, you know, if there's traffic, if there's long lines, err on the side of giving yourself more time than you think you need. Alright, right, tip two in regards to that is, if it's your first time or your first time in a while, you probably don't need that park hopper option. So again, because of transportation and moving between parks, you are losing some crucial time when you park hop. Now, there are certain parks that it's easier to hop between. Magic Kingdom and Epcot have a little monorail you can ride. On a good day, no traffic well, the monorail doesn't have traffic, but not super long lines, you can probably get over there from, you know, gate to gate 15-20 minutes. Um, Same thing with Epcot to Hollywood Studios. You've got the Skyliner that you can hop on. If the lines aren't too long for that, it can be a quick transfer, and you can also walk from Epcot to Hollywood Studios. However, if you're trying to get between any other parks, um, waiting, walking back to the front of the park, waiting on a bus getting that bus to get you to the other theme park, um, it can really just take up crucial time. And honestly, especially if you haven't been in a while, all the Disney World theme parks have got a full day full of stuff for you to do. So unless you're just adamant, you're there a short amount of time, and you know you want to see specific things, I personally don't think the park hopper is a must-do for a first time or returning trip. All right, Tip number three, and this is another one that came specifically from my mom, is to have a budget. So I can remember when we first started going, my mom would have like cash envelopes for every single day. And, you know, we would spend that. If we used it all, there was some cushion there. But if we didn't, you know, it could be saved for maybe a treat later in the trip. Y'all, it's really easy at Disney to just get in there, see the sparkly, flashy things, and, blow tons of money and maybe you're the kind of person on vacation that that's what you do you know you just go in you're there to have a good time that's fine but you want to be cognizant of what you're coming home to and that bill afterwards. So a few tips for this one thing I love to do is buy discounted gift cards at Target, Kroger, Costco, Sam's Club, whatever you have near you. Um, Those you can even load into the app to play with Pay with um, because so many things are, you know, use the mobile app for now. So that's a nice thing to utilize. Also, you know, just having a set budget. Cash is a little tricky just because so many things, like I said, are mobile features. They're digital, um, but you can definitely utilize cash. It just may be an extra step in some of your transactions. But do your research, have that budget. In regards to this, know about some of those costs that maybe you weren't thinking of, like parking at your resort if you have a car are you going to need and want genie plus for some of your park days Um, and so you don't want to be hit over the head with like hundreds of hundreds of extra dollars when you get home that you weren't planning for Um, souvenirs all that is fun but I think you know having that budget being upfront, especially if you're going with kids about what the expectation is are we getting one souvenir a day do we have x amount of dollars to spend and we can kind of choose if we save that for a big thing um, and any additional experiences you may want to do um, whether that be like bibbity Bobbity boutique building a lightsaber again just do your research so that you know what those things are going to cost you have a budget in mind and that doesn't mean that you can't splurge and treat yourself uh, but just do a little research so you know what you're getting into all right and kind of similar to that one tip number four in my opinion, food costs more than you think. Now, my family are foodies. We are big eaters. I am all down to try the newest, coolest snack and go to some great dining locations, but those things can add up Quickly. And if that's what you want to do, if you are a foodie person, again, just go back to tip three and work that into your budget. What I love about the My Disney Experience app is all of the quick service locations or sit down table service locations, you can pull up the menu and see how much everything costs. So if it's a prefix meal where the price is set, you should know what that's going to cost you going into it. Add your, you know, tax gratuity that kind of thing Um, but you shouldn't be completely surprised and that goes for any kind of snacks that you can mobile order you can get an idea of what you're going to be spending if you want to alleviate some of that cost you can get groceries amazon fresh those things shipped right to your room you can bring snacks and things with you you can bring food into the park that can be its own tip the only thing you can't bring into the park is loose ice okay but anything else you can bring in your own snacks and drinks and water please bring your own water or water bottles so you're not paying Disney prices for a bottle of water and you can go to any quick service location and get a free cup of water okay so that's a tip within the tip there but just know what you're getting into sometimes people go and they want all of these awesome dining reservations that they've heard about but their bank account doesn't like what they spent on all those dining reservations afterwards so do your research, use the app to help you, and decide what's going to be worth it for you and your travel party. All right, our next section, tip five, take a break. You need a break in your Disney day, um, especially if you want to be like a park open to park closed person like I am. I want to get my money's worth. I want to squeeze out every sense of daylight and fun that I can, Um, but you need a break. Being on your feet for 12 plus hours some of these days, um, it's hard standing, walking, standing, walking, it will tire you out, especially if you have a longer vacation. And I'll carry this over to kiddos. So your kid may not touch a stroller back at home. You may have six, seven, eight-year-old, but in a Disney park, they need that break. It's a lot of walking on their little feet. So consider, you know, for that age range, still getting a stroller, bringing your own, renting a stroller. Uh, You're kiddo who never ever takes a nap may pass out at two o'clock in a Disney park. So consider that. In that regard, maybe your rest needs to be going back to your resort hotel, and so take that into account when you're choosing where to stay. If you're going to spend a lot of your park time at Magic Kingdom, maybe you want to stay in a Magic Kingdom resort hotel that's nearby, so when you do hop back to the room, maybe for an afternoon swim or nap, um, you're not losing a ton of time with transportation, okay? Another way to take the break, if you do want to stay in the parks, I love to have a sit-down dining reservation for lunch. If you're there in a hot part of the year, which is most of the time in Orlando, um, it can be really nice to get off your feet, get into some air conditioning, um, and go have a seat inside, get a good meal, kind of refresh for the day. Hopefully it doesn't make you want to just pass out at the table and take a nap, Um, but those breaks are so, so important. Even if it's just stopping, having a snack, sitting on a bench for like 30 minutes, you're going to need them all right next tip is building in a full rest day to your vacation y'all there is so much to do in walt disney world outside the theme parks if you have a six day trip you don't need to spend all six of those days in theme parks you can but a rest day is golden I like to put it right in the middle of my trip. We tend to do one day at each park. So we do two parks, rest day, two parks. What can you do on that rest day? You can hang out at your resort. You can swim. You can sleep in. You can go eat a, you know, delicious meal somewhere else on property. You can go over to Disney Springs and fill a full day up there. But honestly, A rest day is where it's at. I promise you can find something to do and your body and your feet will probably thank you for it. All right, tip number seven, and this is a great option to go with your rest day, you can visit other Walt Disney resorts, not just the one that you're staying at. So if you are staying in kind of a cluster of resorts, you are welcome to walk over um, and check out what's going on at the other ones near you. So if you're staying at All-Star Movies, All-Star Sports, and All-Star Music are right there. You can walk to them. If you're staying at Caribbean Beach, you're right by Riviera. Walk on over. If you're at the Grand Floridian, you can take the monorail to Polynesian or over to the Contemporary. Now, you can't necessarily use the amenities at these other resorts, all right? So you're not swimming in their pool or using their fitness center. But you can absolutely go in their gift shops. You can walk around the grounds. You can get a dining reservation or walk up to their quick service and mobile order something. So take advantage of that for your rest days If it's a resort that's not walkable to you, safe bet is that you need a dining reservation to get there. It's really up to the discretion of the guard at the gate. So if I just want to go see Wilderness Lodge Christmas decorations and I'm staying at Pop Century... I'm kind of 50 50 iffy if I just drive up to the Wilderness Lodge gate and it's like I want to look at your decorations because if their parking's full if they're at capacity they very well may not be able to let you in but if I have a dining reservation for lunch at Whispering Canyon Cafe well then hey they're definitely going to let me in I can park I can have my lunch and then I can walk around and see everything there is at Wilderness Lodge afterwards so think about that for your rest days maybe make a dining reservation at a fun resort hotel that you can go and explore Um, and I love doing this on my trips. It's a great way to see other places that maybe you want to stay someday or that you know isn't in your budget to stay but you can still visit them. All right tip number eight, Disney has lots of services procedures, and places in place to help you. So there is the disability access service. If you have someone that just cannot stand in the long lines, maybe it is a physical limitation, or maybe it's something, you know, where just they're not going to be able to handle it, whether that be a child with autism or anything else that just may make that a difficult thing to do. Contact Disney, look into the Disability Access Service um, or talk to your travel planner. If you have one, they can help you get that set up. Um, But Disney has ways that you can skip waiting in some of those lines and what this would look like is more like having an arrival time and a time to come back to get in the line. So if the line's an hour long you still may have to wait an hour but you can wait an hour sitting on a bench or you know grabbing a bite to eat and not standing in that physical line. Now if you don't fall into that category Disney has some other great things in place. If you have a small infant and you need to feed or change. There are baby care centers in all of the parks. These are also just a great place if you have someone, you know, maybe with sensory issues that's going to get overstimulated. This is a great little space to go and have a bit of quiet. There's also a first aid center. So if you get there, you're not feeling well, you need a bandage, you need an aspirin, go check out that first aid center and see what they can do for you. They're located in all the parks and they really are just kind of a great tucked away resource if you just need to get some help or escape the hubbub for a little bit. All right, tip number nine, especially if this is your first trip or maybe you're marking a special occasion, consider Memory Maker. So Memory Maker is sort of Disney's photo option. All throughout the parks you're gonna see photo pass photographers um, they might scan your magic band or card they'll take a picture of you and by scanning that band or card or your phone um, they're sort of linking that picture they took to your my Disney experience account the pro of these is that they can take some magic shots maybe with your kiddos or you um, digital things can be added in they're gonna do their best to get you, you know, that perfect lighting, awesome shot, maybe not a jillion people in the background. And yes, you can absolutely take photos on your own in special places. You can ask a stranger to take one of your family. But I think if it's your first trip, um, Memory Maker is a great option. Now, if you purchase Memory Maker before your trip, I think it's up to three days before, it's basically $170. If you wait and purchase it while you're there or after, it's $199. Even if you haven't purchased it, all of those photos from the rides or from Photo Pass photographers will be in your My Disney Experience account. You can go in and purchase them individually, but if you do that for more than like four or five photos, you're probably getting close to that other price. The other benefit is that Memory Maker can work for everyone linked in your party. So if you're going with a larger group or a few different families, this can be a great thing to split the cost and have everybody get access to those awesome photos from the trip. So definitely something to look into and think about doing. My family doesn't do it every trip, but it's great for a first trip or special occasion. All right, and last tip for you at Walt Disney World... You can't do all the things. I don't care if you're even going for like two weeks. You can't do all the things. There are so many things to do, so many places to try, rides to ride. It truly is its own little world, okay? So you're not going to get it all done. Now, if you know subsequent trips might be in your future, great. You have something to look forward to and save for then. But if that's not the case... Go to everyone in your travel party and ask for maybe one or two things that are top on their list. Now, sometimes places are closed or rides break down in the middle of the day, so it doesn't mean that everything is a promise, but have one or two things. Have expectations for everyone that we're going to try our best to do those, but we just can't do everything. That doesn't mean you won't still have a magical trip and you won't have an awesome time doing the things that you do get to go do, but just be realistic with those expectations and share that with everyone in your travel party. If they've been hearing advertisements or seeing rides um, and they want to do, you know, 15 things, that could be a lot for your day depending on where you're staying. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in to these 10 tips for Disney newbies, first-timers, or returning after a bit of a hiatus. I hope that they were helpful to you, and if you need any help planning your own magical vacation, that is what I love to do. I'm a travel planner with Fantastical Vacations. It's absolutely no cost to you to use me to help with booking, to share other tips, dining reservations, and any extras that you may want to do. You can find my email in the show notes in that description or connect with me over on Instagram or Facebook. That info is down there as well. But as always, thank you all so much for listening and hope you have a magical day. Bye-bye.